the reason we gather here to celebrate the Eucharist, to participate in the sacrifice of Christ, is because the Lord wants to share with him, with us his kingdom. He wants to share with us his grace, his love. He wants to share with us his life. That's why we gather. He wants to reveal himself more and more to us because it is not by nature that we're able to know him. Although by nature we can see the beautiful uh, creation around us. We can see and admire the beauty of everything that we see, that we experience. So we experience God's even if we do not understand fully who God is, and yet we see the creation and we see everything around us, and we can acknowledge that someone who created us, someone who created this creation, is someone of, of incredible ability, the complexity, the, the beauty, everything else about us speaks of God. And yet God wanted us to know more, not just to what we see, but he wanted to know who he is. And you know, in our catechism, Numbers 50, 53, it says very nicely, it says, though through an utterly free decision, God has revealed himself and given himself to us. This he does by revealing the mystery, his plan of loving goodness formed from all eternity in Christ for the benefit of humanity. God has fully revealed this plan by sending us his beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. So first of all, it's an utterly free decision of God. God didn't have to reveal himself. God could just leave us here with creation only, and yet he reached out to us. It, it pleased God in his goodness and wisdom to reveal himself and to make known the mystery of his will. His will was that all of us, all human beings, should have access to the Father through Christ, the Word made flesh in the Holy Spirit, and thus become sharers in the divine nature. So once again, God, out of goodness and wisdom, He revealed Himself for the benefit that we should have not only access to the Father, come to know Him, but also that we may be partakers of divinity, partakers of divine nature. Yes, we know what human nature is all about because we know each other, we know ourselves. And yet God is inviting us to something extraordinary, to, to be sharers, partakers of divine nature. And so even though God who dwells in unapproachable light wants to communicate his own divine life to us, he has freely created in order to adopt us as his sons and daughters by his only begotten son. By revealing himself, God wishes to make them capable of responding to him, of knowing him, and of loving him far beyond their own natural capacity. Because by nature, we're not able to, to respond to God. So he gives us this grace to know him and to respond, to wish, to desire, to love him. That goes beyond our human capacity. And then another number as we go between 50, 53, the divine plan of revelation is realized simultaneously by deeds and words which are intrinsically bound with each other and shed light on each other. It involves a specific design 
and teaching. God communicates himself to us gradually. He prepares us to welcome by stages. The supernatural revelation is to culminate in the person and mission of the incarnate word of Jesus. Okay, uh, this is a nice little summary of why revelation, what divine revelation means. God reveals himself and then we enter again into the book of Exodus. And so we see how today's reading, how God reveals himself to Moses, how he reveals himself to people of God. And then the first thing that strikes us here is that when, when Moses spent time with God, when he spent, you know, 40 days with God on Mount Sinai, when he contemplated his presence, heard his voice, he'll come back and his face was shining. It's like a divine light was on his face. And so the, the people, the, the Hebrews, were kind of afraid of him because he says, once you put a veil over her face, because it makes us feel guilty. It makes us feel we're, we're sort of incomplete. And they were kind of afraid of what was going on. And yet the divine revelation, divine presence transformed Moses' face, transformed him. And just like remember yesterday when we were at the reading where God, God, as he spoke to Moses, and he revealed himself, and he revealed himself as the one who is merciful, and as, a, as one who has absolute love and mercy. Um, it says, the Lord passed before Moses and cried out, the Lord, the Lord, which means the, the one, the Adonai, Adonai, he's the one, the Yahweh, the one who reveals I am who am, a merciful and gracious God, slow to anger and rich in kindness and fidelity, continuing his kindness for thousands of generations and forgiving wickedness and crime and sin, yet not declaring guilty guiltless, but punishing children and grandchildren to a third and fourth generation for their father's wickedness, uh, and yet being, being loving to the thousand generation who love him. The revelation of God, because God reveals himself, we would not know that he is kind and merciful, that he's faithful, and yet he's also God of justice because the consequences, that's why our awareness of sin has to be so great that our sin affects our children. The, 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 the sin, which we today, today's culture doesn't consider anything a sin. Perhaps only by civil law, we know that certain things are crimes and, and, and you know, by, by category, there's a civil punishment, but we're not aware of sin. And yet sin has such a destructive element. Sin, especially capital sins, have a, not only an affect us, but also affect those who go beyond us. And this is why the repentance is necessary. The repentance is necessary because it blocks the future generation of experiencing us, our, our, own, our, own, our own brokenness. And so this is why it's so important for us. You know, when we know and understand, when we grasp the reality of sin, a disobedience to God or, or acts against one another, that these things need to be, um, first of all, acknowledged so that God may give us the grace to repent and to change. And then we also have the gift that, that the consequences of sin which perdure can be eliminated. 
so that the generations beyond us do not have to experience that. And so what are the ways? Obviously, we speak of indulgences as being a way of tapping on, taking that which Christ gave us through his suffering and death and applying to, to us, applying to one another indulgences, but especially like Divine Mercy Sunday, the Lord promises that if we re go to confession, receive Holy Communion, he'll take all the consequences of sin away from us. And, and, and so that those consequences do not have to perdure into generations, do not have to perdure beyond us. I mean, this is a, this extraordinary type of, 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 of gift that God gives to us because there are consequences, as we know. And so how do we, uh, how do we uh, take away this because of Christ, because his suffering, death and rising, his pas the Paschal mystery, the gift of himself, he's the one who's able to do so and remove it. And this is part of that revelation. And today we also hear from the, from, um, uh, from the uh, Old Testament reading about Moses is that the, the Lord would not only commune with, with Moses, but he offered them what? Promises. The promises that he gave that he always be with them. They will guide him on the way to the promised land, that he always be there for them and provide, make sure that, that they have enough food to eat, that they will live in security and peace. This is the, 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 that which the Lord gave to, to Moses and promised but 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 we as people have to be faithful to him because if we're not faithful then we do not receive the the, the promises so again it's this whole uh, whole revelation of god as he reveals himself on mount sinai you know giving us the commandments and giving us all the all the all the things that are necessary to receive the the promises of god the blessings of god and today, as we continue our, our readings from, from the St. Matthew's Gospel, what we hear is Jesus who reveals not only himself, but also his kingdom. What is that kingdom? What is that kingdom of God? It's allowing God's grace to enter our human heart, allowing God's love and mercy to enter our human family, our society allowing God, the divinity, to enter into our humanity, and that God chooses us to be the means and instrument of that, of that gift. You know, here from, I'd like to just read to you just briefly, what is this kingdom? This is from a beautiful, a powerful book called Dictionary of Biblical Theology by Savior Leon Dufour. Very nice. If you ever wish to buy something like that, it's very good because it enters, it gives you a kind of summaries of the teachings, the biblical teachings. And, and here I'd like to just read a couple of sentences for you. First of all, the kingdom of God is a mysterious reality whose nature Jesus alone can make known. So the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God is something that the Lord Jesus allows us to see, to know, to come to know. And this, this, this kingdom is related to him, to his person, because he is God who enter our human family. Is God who became incarnate, the, the, the Son of God has entered our human family. So this is Jesus' kingdom. The kingdom of heaven is that divine reality entering who into our human, human family. Yes, it is a reality which we cannot fully grasp, and yet we know it is real, it's connected. And so how, how is this kingdom, how does it enter? And obviously it's a free gift. 
God gives us this free gift, but we have to welcome it. We have to open our hearts to hear and it's connected with, with us because, uh, because it is those who, who in, that, in that poverty as children welcome it because to those who do not wish to receive it, they, they don't have to accept it. But what is this? It's a kingdom of God, it's a kingdom of love, it's a kingdom of divine love, it's a kingdom of mercy. The reality that all of us are mercy, need God's mercy because we have messed up, we have, we have been unfaithful. It's a, the reality of God's peace, the deep, deepest, deepest level of harmony, of that protection, security. It's also it's a, it's a it is it is also the uh, the reality of justice, divine justice, and we know that divine justice is not human justice because an eye for an eye is human justice, but divine justice is God always is forgiving at the end, because whatever He wants to, when we experience the consequences of sin, He always wants to give us a remedy, a divine remedy to heal not to punish, but to heal, to strengthen. And so this is that kingdom of, of heaven as being kingdom of justice, and yet his mercy at the same time is also kingdom of God's fidelity to us, that he's always faithful, that he always be there for us. And so how do we, how do we respond? By welcoming. Uh, we're asked to, to, we ask to receive this kingdom we are asked to choose this kingdom when we find it. You know, today's gospel says it is the, the, it is the kingdom of God. Kingdom of has like a treasure buried in a field, which a person finds and hides again. Okay, we can say, okay, what happened? A person goes into a field, finds and hides again, which means that he was either a, some form of a worker. He's not the owner or did he walk through the field sometimes by accident he saw it and and so and he does not want to take it because it's not he it doesn't it doesn't belong to him but he goes and and sells everything that he has and buys that field so he wants to be the rightful owner he discovered it however we do not know by accident because we know we we have the parable jesus does not say that but, but he realizes how important it is. He's willing to give up all his possessions and to buy it. Which means that what are we willing to give up for the kingdom of God? What are we willing to set aside? What are we willing? Because it is a treasure that will not end here, but is a gift that goes beyond. You know, I, I always have this crazy idea. If I were to announce that here at the National Shrine of Divine Mercy, every person who shows up here receives $1,000 or maybe more, I'll tell you the Stockbridge police would not, be, would not be able to control the traffic because there'll be so many people showing up here because, and I what would say if I were to give a million dollars? Well, the world, the whole world will be buying tickets to show up here. So in this case, we'll be in really in bad, bad shape. But what we have here is something even greater than all those gifts. We're sharing the divine kingdom, the divine grace, the eternal life. This is what we're sharing. So it's, it's something that goes beyond what we are able to, to receive, even grasp. But this is what the Lord is giving to each one of us here. He's giving his son.
He's giving the Eucharist. He's giving us the greatest gift that we can ever imagine. But since our humanity is so limited in the capacity to see, understand, grasp, because we will be able to see only way in the future, what that means. An eye has not seen, an ear has not heard, nor has it even entered imagination of human beings what God has prepared for those who love him. Those who love him, but those who receive him. This is what, this is what the Lord is doing for us, is giving himself. And so every church is the depository where God has given and entrusted and placed before others his word and his presence and his Eucharist. He's giving us that. So to embrace it is so important. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant searching for fine pearls. But now in this case, is not someone who just accidentally found it. The kingdom found the gospel, found the word of God, found the Eucharist. It's not by accident, but this particular person is already looking for something. He knows what he wishes. He wishes to have that pearl of great price. And he goes out and searches for every, every place. It's like a person searching for the deepest level for the meaning of the gospel. What is the gospel? What are the Bible? What is it? The searching for, for, the, for that pearl of great price, that which, uh, which delights, which he, he, this person feels completely fulfilled because he found it. He found that which he was looking for. And then so even St. Augustine would say in another way, he would say, God, you made us for yourself. And our hearts are restless, searching always for something, longing for something and they, until they rest in you. Then nothing, no creation will give, no created reality will give us that fulfillment. And even if the person who loves us, the person we find through marriage, the person that we, we are close to, which gives us a lot of joy, by the very presence of their being with us, uh, even there is limited and there's something even greater and that is personal relationship with God, which makes the love, even human love, uh, a, a greater reality than we can ever grasp when it's joined together with God. Because that's with two people sharing this life, but also looking at the greater, greater gift that is beyond them and that is God because God is the fullness of love. God is the fullness of mercy. God is the fullness of the of 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 the of of the the, the gifts that we desire like St. Augustine because our hearts are restless until they rest in Christ, in God Himself. Maybe then today as we are invited to one is to realize that God is revealing Himself to us. He has revealed himself through, through, you know, through our first parents, our Adam, Adam and Eve. God revealed himself to us in that intimate love that he had for them. And even when, when they disobeyed, he did not abandon them. He promised them a redeemer because the revelation continues. And then he established covenant with Noah and Abraham and Moses, as we read, and then final covenant that he established in Jesus Christ, that he will always love us that he'll be merciful to us, that he'll be there for us, that he's gonna be part of our existence and he'll carry us into the future. And this is why that, that revelation and especially knowing his kingdom and how we are to accept it because he reveals himself to little children, to all of us who in spirit wish to know him, 
who are searching for something beyond us. And he, if we ask him, help me to know you, help me to love you, God will give us the grace. He'll give us because he wants us to possess his kingdom and he wants to possess that which we cannot grasp by nature, not that we cannot have by nature, by adoption. And, and, and this is why today, as we hear that, you know, that God wants us to have this treasure and that is to be partakers of divinity, to be partakers of divine life, to be like Christ, to be sons and daughters of God. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.